0: Today I'm speaking with Sean Regan, musician and performer from Dublin. Now, Sean, I first came across your work while looking up some Celtic music on Spotify and TikTok and was instantly blown away at your catchy modern loops with your classical sound. Can you tell me a little bit more about how you got into music and what led you to the the busking scene, which is kind of where I found a lot of your videos?
1: I suppose my journey starts... When I was a young lad, <laughs> a young lad dreaming of uh, just getting on that stage and rocking out. I suppose when you're looking at videos of Guns N' Roses and Tin Lizzie and Led Zeppelin, you're like, that's it. That's all I want. That's that's the life I want to live. And uh, so it starts from there. <laughs> uh, but then it's, and it's like it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. <laughs> so you, you got to start somewhere. So I actually studied business and law in college, which is kind of the opposite of uh, rock and roll. But nonetheless, I always wanted to do the music. Uh, so after college, I was like, OK, I want to do the music. That's the dream. That's the vision. But how, how do you earn a living out of doing music, yeah. uh, out of performing music? And that's why I got into busking in, in Dublin. There's a, a thriving busking community and uh street music scene mm. so you you're, you're always being exposed to it when you're in the city so i guess it's it's a great thing having it there and just ha- having having access to it because there's plenty of cities and places in the world where that doesn't even exist maybe people Perfect. aren't even aware that they could busk or that it could be possible whereas living in dublin and obviously ireland it's a there's a great music culture in general, but living in Dublin specifically where you're you're walking through the streets and you're seeing people performing uh, and you're seeing them making money and you're able to say, oh, well, if I could perform to a similar level, uh, maybe I could make money and maybe I could find a way to get by. So that was the initial motivation for me. It was, OK, I want to become excellent. I want to get better at music. I want to become better at my craft. And I'm not going to be able to do that. If I have to work a 9-to-5 job or work a regular job, there won't be enough hours in the day left for me to become excellent and to improve because you need to be playing for multiple hours every day. It's not really enough to just do maybe one hour. So it was a, a way for me to to perform and to to get paid to practice, in effect, so that I could get better and improve my skill set and improve my craft. Yeah, that's amazing.
0: That's uh, There's so much info right in there. Um, so what are you, what are you doing now? Can you tell me a bit about performing on, on some of the cruise ships? I've seen some of your stuff from all over the world now, which has been amazing.
1: Yeah, it's, it's been, it's been an absolutely bizarre journey. (laughs) This is life. You know, you set out to go to point A and then you go to point XYZ on on the way somewhere. Who knows where we're going, but we're in motion and that's, that's the main thing. That's right. uh, So effectively, I I started this gig last year. It's on board Virgin Voyages, which is uh, I suppose Richard Branson's cruise ship idea. It's a cruise ship for people who don't like cruise ships. That's like their whole their whole uh, tagline. But yeah. as part of that, as part of there being uh, an alternative kind of brand, their idea was to make a, a cruise ship more alternative, and part of that involved. Getting buskers and street musicians onto the cruise ship because that's like real alternative, right? <laughs> <laughs> or, so, or so they say. But but thankfully they do have those uh, interesting ideas and alternative ideas because no other cruise ship ever called me up being like, hey man, uh, we're looking for some street musicians on this ship. So uh, yeah. yeah, I'm very appreciative that that they did do that um, and that they got in touch with me and that they asked me to come on board so yeah i've been doing it since last year and i usually do it for four weeks at a time and then i'll come off go back home and get back to performing and busking back home in dublin and then i might head off uh for another another contract um so it's, nice. it's su- super interesting just incredible yeah. incredible experience to to get to have i mean it's 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 out of this world it's, it's very surreal but uh yeah definitely very interesting Oh, that's amazing.
0: So with you being so much uh, on the go, how how do you stay creative? Is it easier to come up with new ideas when your scenery is always changing? Or do you find it a little more difficult when you don't have that home base feel?
1: So I think the, the biggest issue with creativity is my interpretation of it is that it's as if Um, We have a certain well, a certain reserve of vitality or energy within us, which can be expressed in multiple ways throughout the day. But it's it's a limited tap. It's a limited supply. And, And from everything I've read and from everyone I've spoke to, that seems that seems to be the case. That's the conclusion I've drawn that Unless maybe there are some superhuman people out there, but I don't know that there are many people who can perform to a very high standard for multiple hours a day consistently for days and days. Or similarly, people who can write or perform any kind of creative act for Mm -hmm. hours and hours, for days and days. I think you can do stretches of it. But I feel when you're continually outputting, and expressing and expunging that creative sauce, that vital energy, that vitality, whatever whatever it is, whatever you try to define it as, um, I think it's it, there is a limit to it. So that's probably the, the 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 biggest challenge about doing something like this where I'm actually performing every day and it's like so much of my vital energy and so much of my vitality goes into that performance because yeah. once you're on on the stage you know there there are eyes on you and you you effectively need to be like a, a beacon or you need to be shining i need to be radiating you need to be generating and yeah. spreading energy because if you set up in the room or on the stage and if you're not creating uh, or radiating the energy it's it's like people sense it and yeah. it almost becomes a negative thing that you can then infect the room (laughs) with negative energy and then people don't even want to stay or listen and watch and it's like the more i've i've gotten into performance and the more i have performed the more i i see how i feel it really does boil down to this whole energetic concept and if someone had tried to talk to me about this before i started out i would have like ah shut up that's all nonsense (laughs) fairy fairy you're you're being ridiculous yeah um, but the more I have performed and and spoke with other people about it and observed it as well uh just the more the more I see how it it really does boil down to that that energy like i I can't find the exact word or turn of phrase to to describe it, but i feel like if if you know you know
0: <laughs> no i i i i think i think anyone who is in the creative space understands what you're saying you know um you, you bring a presence about you when you when you show up, whether it's to a, to a shoot, to a, to a gig, to a concert, anything like that. You are there to, you know, either create something or to perform something. And and in both regards, the energy you put in is the energy that comes back out. Right. Absolutely. Sean, what is what is a piece of advice that you um you wish you knew earlier on in your career?
1: I think one of the biggest issues that any creative person working in their creative career is going to deal with is effectively this this line between perfectionism and output, mm. and I feel different people fall in different places. On that that spectrum, on that continuum, yeah. Um, and I feel a lot of people tend to be overly perfectionist. Uh, that's that's I would fall more into that category. I did for a long time. Um, so when you, when you become overly perfectionist, then it, it limits you, and it, it limits your output, and it limits your capacity. And the the main thing I've learned is that it's just very important to be interfacing with the external world and to be you know realizing and bringing your creative works and ideas into fruition and allowing them to face the external world whether that's you know a post whether it's a, a physical piece of work whether it's a performance yeah. whether it's a video it's just, and, and even if nobody even sees it just to be externalizing it is huge and I feel the tendency from a lot of People I've spoken with, anyway, and I suppose this was a, a trap I fell into, is that we think that whatever we create is going to be like the defining thing, which you know we have to like. It's it's going to matter more than everything else, and and our life is going to be defined by this thing that that we create. Yeah. But that's uh, it's a problematic way of going about it because creativity is it's it's about like it never ends, like it's never finished. Like all all there is, is doing and all there is, is consistently doing and being, so the idea that like you're going to make this masterpiece and then that's going to like define you and you're going to be successful, I think that that's, that's the biggest trap and that's, it's such a, what is it? I don't know, it's like a sort of a false god or something that we can get obsessed, like, oh, I'm going to make this masterpiece and then I'm going to be successful based on some masterpiece I'm going to make but it it doesn't really work like that at all, I don't think, and- especially now, I feel in this era uh more than ever I feel we're we're the era of the the snowball as opposed to the blockbuster. I think that's that's the terminology I heard recently that it's all about generating momentum and and you build and you gradually build, and as you build, you know you learn and as you learn you build more, and what you're building becomes more clear and becomes more creative and that's that's that i feel is is the era that we're in more so than like you spend three years working behind the scenes nobody sees anything, and suddenly it's like bam here's the thing i feel that era yeah. isn't i feel it's is so much in that era as much anymore yeah I I, maybe for some people could still be there but i don't know i think just where we're at i think it's more about this consistently interfacing with with the external world. That's what I look at.
0: Yeah, I feel like a lot of that interfacing and and connecting comes from especially the, the social media aspect of things now where people can get a glimpse in the behind the scenes of creating, of the process that you do putting stuff together, where before it was like, here's the final product. Now it's so much easier to let people into the process as well. To to go back to the point you made about you know perfection and do do we create more, do we output more, or do we do we try to make something that's you know a, a Hollywood blockbuster? I I feel a lot of a lot of us do fall into that trap where we forget that, you know, art and creativity is is a, a fluid ongoing thing and nothing is is permanent and stagnant and nothing has to be perfect art art is not perfect even things that are considered masterpieces they, they have flaws they have something that the person who created them will look back on and be like i didn't like this i didn't like that i wish i did this differently but from the outside view you don't you don't see all those things you don't always know all those things and so it's giving yourself a bit of uh a bit of grace and a bit of room to to let your your work kind of breathe and let it let it have life, let it go out and let people enjoy it. And at the very most, if nobody sees it, then then it's a, a stepping stone, like you said, a snowball to build on for yourself.
1: Right, absolutely. And I don't know if you if you've seen James Cameron's master class, uh, I took a lot out of that. And yeah. it's cool because he goes into Terminator 1 and he shows some of the mistakes that are in it. And it's like, some of them are very clear mistakes. Like there's this scene where whatever Terminator is is, is like putting a knife into his, his his face to cut out a piece of his face or something like that. Yeah. And in, in the scene, there isn't actually any knife. It's just his hand just goes up to his, his face. And you can clearly see there's no knife. Whereas like in in the, in the cut before there was a knife in his hand. But it's like. Did that make or break the movie? Did that make or break James Cameron's career? No. If someone was being like really granular, like, hey, there's no knife there. (laughs) Right. It's just that's the thing. That's like that 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 was where James Cameron was at. At that time, they were there in the day. They had an amount of budget They didn't say, yo, we can't make this film because we can't have the knife going into the eye scene. All right. You know, there we go. That'll do and and it did do because yeah. then you know the movie came out and and people enjoyed it and you know the 25 people who were like hey there's no knife there they got to like express their hatred and anger and go about their day all right and uh, everyone else got to enjoy this movie and james cameron got to improve his skills and got to learn a bit more about effects and got to learn a bit more about filmmaking got to learn a bit more about x y and z to the point where he was able to make avatar the way of water it's like James Cameron didn't go okay I'm not going to make any movie until I have all the skills capabilities knowledge contacts networks and everything in place to make Avatar the Way of Water all right it's like Avatar the Way of Water was built off of whatever 30 40 years yeah of consistent you know development and iteration and having films that might not have been perfect but were more than good enough and a good representation of you know his capacity as a filmmaker that was able to um, you know create movies that were enjoyable for people to watch and that people got something out of and that's I feel is I take a lot of inspiration from it in that sense that you know with what you're doing right now and that's something that I Kind of struggle with because I was always like no I'm not good enough I'm not good enough yet I'm not good, yeah. good enough yet it's not good enough yet I need to be better I, I you know I, I don't want to release anything I don't want to put anything out because it's not good enough yet mm. I don't want to I don't want I don't want even like perform to people because I'm embarrassed at how I'm not good enough all right um yeah. but it, it got to that point where I was like I just I just have to do something I mm. just have to do something and then you know I I did start performing and then it turns out it's like I was I was good enough um not, I was good enough. For where I was at, like I'm not good enough that I should be on, you know, the the main stage of Wembley or whatever it is. All right, and it's like that's okay, that's fair enough. But the point is, it's like it will be a shame if I had um, not performed uh, when I did. It would have been a shame if I didn't start, as I said, putting putting my stuff out there and and going out into the world and interfacing with the world and interfacing with, with the larger community, because just with what I've done, I've had, you know, the smallest of, of small, tiny impacts on like a small, tiny handful of people. But it's like that 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 that's more than enough. Like that's everything. It's it's just, that's just the, the nature of, of reality that it's like, if you can, what did they say? It's like, if you can die knowing that even one person breathed easier for, for you having been around, it's like, you've lived a good life. All right. Yeah. And then it's like everything is just degrees of that. So it's like, I'll go and I'll do my show. And, you know, if three people are like, man, that was awesome. I really enjoyed that or, mm. or two people were like, man, I, I want to go and try guitar. Because like, that guy was like playing some cool stuff. It's like, that's great. Like yeah. wh- what what more? It's just all degrees of that. It's the same thing. It's like Ed Sheeran is going to go and do his show. And, there's gonna be, you know, 40,000 people are like, oh, that was deadly. It, it, yeah. it's, it's all the same thing. It's just you know being out there in the world doing what what you can expressing your capability and like allowing it to reach however many people it has the capacity to to reach yeah on, on whatever day you're 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 doing your thing and it's i mean i think it it all sort of it's all it's all it's all good <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah no i a hundred percent agree with that. Sean, if if somebody came up to you today and and wanted to know where do I start if I wanted to start performing music and I you know I know the basics of uh, of guitar or I know the basics of whatever instrument I'm interested in playing, what would you recommend to them for for getting started?
1: Uh, this is interesting because as I said, it's the the continuum of like perfectionism to kind of output. So it's like yeah, obviously, you just have to get to a level of proficiency, first of all. <laughs> and that's the thing that it's like, it's a bit of a gray area. All right. And yeah. uh, I don't know if you've ever gone to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Um, Edinburgh I Fringe have not, Festival,
0: but I know some people who have who have put stuff out in there.
1: Right. It's awesome. And that's that's like where I started, and I think it's, it's such a great place to start. And especially I like doing street performance because I think street performance is very, very honest. right uh i think it's a great place to start because you know if if you're not good it's just it's (laughs) not gonna work Uh, and and you will receive the feedback promptly (laughs) all right and and it's it's the same thing i I feel like doing the Edinburgh fringe festival whether you're a comedian or an actor or or a musician Mm -hmm. it's just so great in that way because you know we can all kind of harbor notions about ourselves and we might have like delusions of grandeur but the sooner you, you interface reality <laughs> really, the sooner um the, the the kind of the truth will be brought home yeah. to you. So it's obviously get, get your get your skill level to somewhere where it's 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 proficient, where it's like it's it's okay. Yeah. Right. And then I think the sooner you can kind of find an audience and to just to start that process because just you might be in your room tapping away, practicing, yeah. but just being in front of someone, it's a completely different thing and it yeah. will reveal a lot. Um, very much, yeah. And this is the thing as well that it's this is why it, it is so difficult to start because you know, you might not be very good even if you have potential. And it's like if you throw in the towel too soon, uh, it might not be. You, you might never kind of realize your, your capacity. So that's why I feel there's there's a level of kind of bullishness. There's a level of ego. And there's a level of, of delusion. I'm sure there's probably studies they've done on people who like try to get involved in showbiz. And that there's, there's obviously some like bizarre concoction of things <laughs> that go into it because I know for sure, <laughs> right, when, when I started it, it, it was very much on the side of not being good <laughs> enough.
0: I feel like there's, you know, there's a good saying where fail, failure is okay failure is is how you get to success failure is how you how you build upon your skills and and know where where to improve but if you quit which is different than failure you know you'll never know
1: well this is well i think it's this whole notion of of quitting yeah. uh and it's like starting and finishing even this is oh, i find interesting that the, the terminology that we even kind of use to discuss the field and the terminology that is typically bandied around especially I feel with, with music or acting or these more sort of flashy careers that it's this idea of like someone starts and then they make it all right yeah and I feel it, it's this thing that it, it's, it's just thrown out there and we've all almost accepted it I'm like oh yeah someone has made it right mm-hmm. but it's like Kurt Cobain made it and then he killed himself all right it's like the, the the definition of what the hell does it actually mean to have made it, okay? And right. I feel that's, that's like, oh, but you know, you know when someone's made it, all right? It's like, you know, the the more you learn about it, and especially the music, you see oh, look, you know, Steve's band are on, you know, the, the Conan O'Brien show. They've made it. Oh, look, this band are supporting the Rolling Stones. They've made it. Yeah. But, like, there's, there's, they're still having to, like, work other jobs and whatnot. And so it's like, once again, it's like there's nothing necessarily wrong with that, but it's it's just the idea that you you've made it or you've reached a destination. I think that that's so dangerous yeah. and it's kind of toxic. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, it's 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 very problematic because it's the same thing, even just with with the, the, the small degree of like a, a limited success that I've had um, and, and seeing how when when you reach certain Kind of points that you might have been aiming at. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like reach that level and reach that level of attainment. That it's like, oh, it's like life still goes on and not much has changed and I'm still, you know, wrestling with these issues I have, X, Y, and Z. So I I see it's the same thing. Of, um, you know, like why is it that these people get, you know, rich and famous and then and then kill themselves? Why is it that people who are you know so quote unquote successful have all these problems and, and issues that they're dealing with? Because that's the thing, it's like you, you don't you don't just magically make it. You don't, you know, achieve X number of streams, X number of awards, you know, X number of concerts, and then you know, life is rosy forever. It's that's like right. everything normalizes, everything normalizes. It's just you know, human psychology. It's it's yeah. it's not like that you reach, okay, I've played Glastonbury, now I'm happy forever. <laughs> Right. You yeah. know, you play Glastonbury and then you know you still have to like deal with all of the things of life. All right. Um yeah. so this is the thing with, with creativity you ask like, how how do you get started? How does one get started? That's the thing, it's just you get started by doing in whatever capacity you have and by yeah. continuing in whatever capacity you have and by developing whatever outlets are available to you. So for yeah. me, I happen to be geographically based in Dublin, so therefore busking was an outlet that was available to me, that I was able to build yeah. upon and I able to you know, build a, a small career out of that. Uh, whereas to someone else, they might not live in a city or an area where busking is available, so they might need to think of other outlets, all right? Maybe there might be a, a local bar, might be a local venue, maybe uh, there isn't, maybe then it's streaming, maybe it's online, and that's the beauty about um, the era we're in. I think it's you know the greatest era in history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you want to be creative and make things and do things that no matter where you are, if you have an internet connection, you, yeah. you can pursue whatever the hell it is that you want to pursue and you can start streaming, you can start uploading, you can start connecting with people and, and that will generate further opportunities and other, other doors will open up, et cetera. So it's all about doing what it is that you want to do mainly and that's like, it has to be f- purely f- for the love of it doing it for the sake of it and right. i feel especially in these uh, kind of creative fields if you're trying to pursue it as a career as a, a means to an end as a way to make money it's it's very precarious and it's it's a difficult thing to plan mm-hmm. i feel you you can plan but it's it's probably more difficult than in other areas where it's like okay you can get a trade and there's a level of demand in the marketplace so you can you know monetize your skill set yeah. Right. but with music for instance a large degree of it is taste based yeah. so let's say if you want to do original creative music you can't plan that a wider market is going to have a similar taste to you at a given time and there's just yeah. so many different things that go into what makes you know original creative music commercially successful there's there's just a myriad of things that and and no one fully knows no one actually really knows that's that's the, the magic of it all right that <laughs> any anyone can just suddenly you know magically stumble across a, a great piece of original music that resonates and right. you know that it's possible i feel that's one of the things that makes music so unique that Let's say someone has to train for years and years and years to become a neurosurgeon. It's not like oh, some random seventeen-year-old in Idaho is <laughs> actually an incredible neurosurgeon. It doesn't work that way. Whereas yeah. it's like, oh, some seventeen-year-old in in you know Idaho happened to to make a song on, on Fruity Loops and it's now the biggest dance song in the world. Whereas right. that does happen. And that's why it's like absolutely wild. Yeah. And it's that's that's what is so unique and magical about it. But ultimately, you cannot plan for that. And this what i was just reflecting on because i was like ah how is it that this keeps happening that it's like these 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 people with kind of so little relative experience are like blowing up and like they're having like millions and millions of streams almost overnight Uh, but the reality is that it's just when you actually think about the statistical mathematical probability of it it's actually very high because like mathematically statistically there's probably one million uh, you know, 18-year-olds who have been practicing on Logic or Cubase for five years and are have been like throwing yeah. songs up on SoundCloud. So, just at a purely statistical basis, like one in a million, like it, it is going to happen. So that's yeah. kind of the yep. the trap that it's like it's actually extremely likely that every year there are going to be multiple, you know, teenagers who have like massive songs come out Mm -hmm. okay that's just purely on a statistical basis but you cannot plan to be like an 18 year old who's going to have like the next dance (laughs) and that's that's sort of the problem is that you you know we can all look at these people like ah why why am i that successful why haven't i you know why don't i have that commercial level of success yeah that's right right? but it's it's uh there's just a lot of variables there's just so many variables and -hmm. that's the thing that it's you know statistically it is it is going to happen to someone. Someone does win the lottery. Like you don't buy a lottery ticket and then get disappointed that you didn't win. <laughs> Whereas I think about music, you're like, ah, why didn't I? Why didn't I win a bigger lottery? But I think that's that's what yeah. it is. You know, you buy a lottery ticket, and you know, you you run what, what you have, and uh, you know what, what happens happens. And hopefully, hopefully, right. you know, <laughs> so long as you're doing it for the right reasons, you know, you you, you keep playing the lottery because it's 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 a fun game to play. Right. I, I
0: 100% agree, Sean. You know the the statistics do show that there's a demand that people want to watch these things, people want to listen to to these these new tracks and these new ideas. But the percentage of it being you is is another variable altogether. But it doesn't mean that you shouldn't at least try for the base reason of you being creative yourself.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, and that's that's what it all comes down to. And I mean, I've found like a lot more peace recently. Mm-hmm. Um, because like I said, I think when when you start out, especially in a realm like music, I, I don't think anyone starts music being like, oh, like my aspiration is to like come up with a few songs that I play to nobody. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I, I think most people start because they've been inspired by seeing someone who was famous, right? Yeah. They have they, they, they've That's been inspired right. by seeing music that was that was you know popular. You know, maybe that's a generality, but I'd say that's probably 80 percent of people who start um, because they, they've seen someone someone else. They've seen yeah. music that has reached them and it's probably reached them because it was marketed well. All right. So they, they've yeah. been influenced by something that was marketed very well and strongly. OK, so that's like your, your starting point. But then this is the thing. Like I said, oh, I'm going to do music and I'm going to make it. Uh, but what is what making? I don't need to worry about what it means because I'm, I'm gonna make it, all right? Yeah, we're, we're, it's all gonna work out. So don't worry. But what is making relatives. it mean? Yeah. Oh, don't worry. Don't worry. I'll, I'll, all right. But then as I said, once you get different degrees of success and you see, okay, what what actually does it mean? And it's like when, when does one allow oneself to feel kind of satisfied? Um, when does one allow oneself to just be at ease with with one's station in life all right and that's the thing that when i when you boil it down like i I can look at my life and i can look at whoever like ed sheeran's life i just keep using ed sheeran because he's the the most you know available resource (laughs) for an extremely commercially successful musician but it's like the ways in which our lives are different it is just degrees that you know ed sheeran has gets up and has his breakfast and then he goes and performs his show okay i get up i have my breakfast i perform my show i do my content ed sheeran does his content all right the only difference is it's like he's doing his content to you know a hundred million people and he's doing a show to you know whatever thousands and thousands of people whereas i have just like a tiny footprint uh, yeah. but yet the day-to-day action is still the same it's not like you know ed sheeran is drinking a magic cup of coffee <laughs> all right he's still he's still just doing all the stuff that a regular dude does to live his life you know he's gonna get on the phone and and talk to his loved ones and he's gonna you know feel annoyed at whatever x y and z so it's just seeing oh yeah actually you know no matter how much more commercial success or financial success uh, i get my day-to-day life isn't going to be that different. Now, obviously what's going to be different is the capacity to have an impact and the capacity to reach people and the capacity to you know uh, have, a, have a wider impact which i think is, yeah. is 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 something that's worth aspiring to Um, that it's like i can only have a very limited impact with where i'm at at this point in, in my life whereas mm-hmm. like ed sheeran can like save people's lives you know he could like do a you know a fundraiser and raise like 50 million for a worthy cause like i can't do that <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you don't have enough cloud, you know. And I think that that's like that would be a great thing to do to be able to have such a, a positive impact in the world. Mm-hmm. um But at the same time, it's about doing like what you can do at the stage you are at yourself.
0: Sean, that that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing all of that with me today and and being a part of this discussion. If people wanted to find out more about you or or your music, where can they do that?
1: So I am online, Instagram. I use Instagram, YouTube, I'm on YouTube. Gonna be uh, doing a bit more YouTube next year. I've kind of dropped the ball on the YouTube. It's been too busy with everything else. So I'm trying to get the YouTube back. Uh, uh, At Flute Loops Music is the handle. I'm on Spotify as well, Apple Music, all that. So at Flute Loops Music, that's the solo. And then my duo project is at Stray Melody. So that's on Spotify as well, Stray Melody or Flute Loops
0: awesome sean i'll make sure to link all that in the show notes below again thank you so much for talking to me today it's uh it's been definitely an interesting conversation of where people can go and what people can do and the the relativity of 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 success stay tuned as we continue the conversation where creators learn from creators